This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor. Send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. This is Keeping It 300. Thanks for listening in. It's Wednesday night. We'll have the podcast up on Thursday morning. James and I are finally in the same time zone, so that makes me happy, James. But what doesn't make me happy is that we're two hours late. <laughs> you say 8 o'clock, bro. It is 10.07 right now. <laughs> uh, you, you you know how I am, man. You know, shoot, if I say 8, that means by 11, 12. You know, I always push it back, man. But I'm here. We're here. Let's yeah, go. you're here. Let's man, people probably like, see, I have to keep it 300 with our listeners, man. It's a struggle every week with you, man. Uh, you're busy all the yeah, time. Yeah, did it yesterday, but we don't want to get into whose fault that was. But anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah that was my fault. You're right. You're right. Um, so how's your week been? My week's been good, man. I've just been working out. Listen, I'm, I got, oh, man, I've gained about 20 pounds since I retired. So I'm trying to get at least about 10 of it off me. So I'm in the gym. I'm trying to eat broccoli and vegetables and all that type of stuff, cut out my candy. And it's very stressful. I'm getting great here as I try to cut out this sugar. But, you know, I'm trying to at least give me a fortnight. You've been saying this for like a year or even more. Oh, uh, see, you're going to put me on blast like that, huh? We got to keep it 300, James. We got to <laughs> keep it 300. Supposed to encourage a brother. you just going to shoot me hey, out. Hey, hold on. But no, <laughs> since I stopped working at NBC Sports, I thought actually like, oh, I have more time to work out or whatever. And yes, I do. But guess what? I eat more. I drink more, yeah. so my stomach, you know, on the struggle bus right now, I'm looking down am, with the little rolls. I am right with you. That's <laughs> why I said I'm trying to get a four-pack. I can't. I'm working on it, though. Uh, that's too funny. So for the folks out there, James is driving, so if the audio isn't that great, we apologize. But like I said, James is a busy man, so I can only Dang, give him... They're going to blame on JJ again, huh? So, yeah, anyways, I can only get him via cell phone uh, this week. It's all good, though. And hopefully one day you'll actually use the mic that we bought you. You know what I'm saying? I know, man. I need to. I need to get more professional, man. I'm working on it. You don't even own a laptop. Tell the people out there that you don't uh, own a laptop. Oh, I own a laptop. I got a laptop and everything. It's all at the house, man. I, you know I me. Mean? Come on, man. Can't tell the people I don't own the laptop. It's the laptop at the house. It just ain't mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your wife owns a laptop. It's your wife's I'll, laptop. I don't need one. You know, I'm old school. I'd have made it this far without one. I'd be all right. You're ridiculous. But anyway, so guess what I did today? What you do? I took my niece on a field trip with her school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ooh, I've been there, done that. How was it? Your first field oh. trip? I thought you were stressed out, too, huh? Well, here's the thing. I've actually been taking care of her for a few days uh, because my sister's been sick. 
And let me just say this. It's been really, really, really good birth control. <laughs> like, I love her to death. She's one of my favorite humans on the planet. I'll do anything for her. But let me tell you, she is exhausting. Like, watching a child, oh, yeah. especially a child that is not yours, it's yeah. exhausting. And this, you know, I, I'm okay with a couple hours here and there. But, like, this has been a few days that I literally have been, you know, having to watch her. Yeah. You're getting a taste of it for real, yep. See, usually you get them, you spoil them for two hours, and you send them back home, and you're like, exactly. man, she's the cutest, the best thing ever. But yep. now you got a couple of days, you're ready yep. to give her spanking. Mm-hmm. You're ready, you're putting her to bed, you're putting her to bed early and all that. you like, <laughs> shoot, she don't even go to bed early. Like, this is the problem. Like, I got to deal with her mood swings, like her neediness, the temper tantrums that she throws, not napping when oh, she's supposed yeah. to be napping, not going to sleep when she's supposed to be going to sleep. Um, and then, uh, oh, by the way, and kicking me. In her sleep, like all night long, for the three days I slept with her. Oh yeah, you want to know? You want to know what's crazy though? That you bring up field trips. So, I took my youngest son on a field trip, and you know me, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I kind of label myself as a cool dad. So, I fill my backpack up with candy. Oh gosh. So you know, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a hit, I'm a, I'm in charge of ten kids. And, um, you know, I named my team before we got on the bus. I said, all right, look, we team beast mode. All right, so when I say team beast mode, everybody get lined up in one line, and we walk and we stand together. Oh, my gosh. So I get there. We get there. We go to the little zoo. So I get there. I mean, my team is, man, perfecto, team beast mode. We one line, we mob, and we good. So this little girl, Paige, comes up to me. She like, Team Beast Mode hungry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You gave her candy. And I said, I, I said, Paige, look, hey, anything you want in my backpack, you can have. Oh, man, Paige went in my backpack. She started passing all the candy out to Team Beast Mode. All the other kids that was in the other group and other parents, they're like, we want to go on Team Beast Mode. They, like, crying. Ah. Some of them crying, going crazy. So then we get back from the field trip. And the teacher sends out an email <gasps> and says, <laughs> "Oh my God, <laughs> he you got Obviously, he sent it out to all the moms because the moms are the ones on the email because the dads ain't worried about nothing. So oh, I get home my and, gosh. and she tells me, she says, "You are not allowed to go on any more field trips. <laughs> we just got an email saying that you are banned from the field trips." And I said, "Are you serious? I am banned from the field trips from giving the kids candy." I said, How could they do that? They they banned me from field trips. But to be honest with oh. you, what made me feel real good beyond Team B-Smoke getting candy, <laughs> the teacher emailed and said that a lot of the parents were a little upset and sad because all the kids did not want to be in their group and they wanted to be in my group. And, you know, they tried to switch it away from the candy, saying, like, a lot of the kids, especially the boys, you know, he played NFL and they wanted to be in his store. It was unfair to the other parents. So, no, it was because um, of the candy. We were, we it was because like of the candy. Can't I mean doesn't come to any more field trips. I said that's some bull. <laughs> Parents are haters. They was hating. And yeah, you know what's so good. sad though, James? It wasn't because you're a former NFL player. It was because you had candy. Yeah. Oh, I'm already knowing. But look, <laughs> next field trip, next field trip, I do go on if it's for my other thing. I'm bringing candy again. We turned up. Here's the thing. I'm not a cool Thea, which is um, in Spanish. I'm not a cool Thea or a cool like chaperone because my niece is vegan. 
So like the snacks, oh, the man. snack options are limited. Unless you think avocado is candy, because my niece thinks avocado is candy. So that was basically our snacks today. She even had an avocado sandwich. Oh no! However, let me just tell you this. Oh my god! Like I don't know how parents do it because all my friends, when they saw I was going on a field trip, they were texting me and they were also replying to my Instagram stories that I was posting. Oh, we're going on a field trip. They were like. Oh, I cannot wait to see what you have to say after this and what <laughs> they happens. Because it was a hot mess. Like, it was a freaking yeah. hot mess. My niece is the only child, and she's, for the most part, well behaved. But, like I said, she's the only child. So, like, you know, sometimes the only child, they don't really know how to share, right? So I had to, like, I was screaming oh, yeah. the whole time, Jordana, 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 stop, Jordana, say sorry, Jordana, wait in line, Jordana. I kept saying her name seven million thousand times. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is what I want to know because you're a parent. Oh, no. So a couple times, some kids was, were, were acting up. And I was getting mad because they were cutting in front of her, kind of, like, pushing her. But one boy, she's a girl, one boy stole a ball out of her hand, mm -hmm. stole a ball just out of her hand. And she actually politely goes, can I have it back? And he's like, no, no. And then puts it behind his back to hide it. <laughs> and she actually says, hey, hey, here's a blue ball. Could I have my purple ball back? And he's like, no, no. The mom is witnessing the entire thing. His mom, okay? Witnessing the entire thing. My niece starts crying. And, and I'm like, okay, that's not my child. Yeah. So I can't discipline that child. Why is this mom sitting here not saying a dang Thing. Not saying a thing, but oh, she's... See, you, yeah, you're, you're different than me because, number one, I wouldn't have had to do nothing because my son would have snatched his ball back. She tried, but, <laughs> but he was no, a big kid. He was a bigger kid. Hey, my son, my son is not worried about none of that. That's my ball. That's his ball. He's going to get his ball. And if he don't get it and I'm sitting there and I see the parents doing the same thing and my kid had the ball first, I'm going to snatch the ball from him. And give it to my son and say, my son ain't it back. But I'm really going to be mad at my son if he doesn't get his ball back and defend himself because that was his ball first. But it is different because she is a little girl. So that's why with you standing there, you know, what does what, what, what she call you, Auntie Mexican and Spanish, whatever that is? Tia Fafa. Tia. Tia Fafa. Yeah, you should have went in there, snatched that ball from her and said, here you go. Bruh, his mom, I, don't, I can't explain, like, the situation. It was kind of awkward. <laughs> and I was just looking at her hella crazy, like, I'm going to need you to discipline your son. Like, how do you not yeah. say, hey, say sorry, give the ball back? Didn't say a single word. Oh, man. But anyway, so I felt some type of way. I cannot do any more field trips, okay? I cannot do any more field trips. Those are not in the future for me. Yeah, I'm Unless it's just being her by herself going to a park or something. Because that was a hot mess. <laughs> but anyways, uh, speaking of little kids and... Uh, Maybe speaking of immaturity, James, yep. I honestly don't know, you know, what to call this because it's bananas, but what in the world is going on with Antonio Brown? Somebody take this man's phone away. I don't know, man. And listen, man, this is when I, when I first seen it, I'm like, dang, man, because I, number one, AB, my dude, I love AB. Love the way he played it. Love the way he played the game. Love how hard he works. I mean, twenty four seven. But like, my thing is, is Juju did nothing to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like, what you're responding on is not like that. It's something that Juju tweeted or exactly. anything like that. And even if Juju did tweet it, like, my thing is, this is my thing is, you're a Raider now. Who cares what happened so with the Steelers? anything that happens, Pittsburgh and all that type of stuff, 
I mean, let's not go through one ear out the other. Don't even stick your tongue in the in the mix. Nothing. Like like it's over. You're you're a rare now. So when I seen it as I breathe all this stuff, I'm like, dang man, like forget about it, A B. Like just you a Raider. You know what I mean? Like you have broken every single record that the Pittsburgh Steelers has to offer. They knew every single record that the NFL has mm-hmm. to offer. Like your play speaks for itself. Even if they say Team Juju is uh, the Steelers MVP, look at the year you had last year. Like you're all pro player again. So like my thing is, is none of that matters. You are letting your play speak for itself. And continue to do that. Like, don't go on social media and all that type of stuff and make yourself look crazy. Just continue to ball on the football field because that's what you do. And I hate it reading it because, like I said, man, AB's my guy, and I just don't be wanting him to shed no bad light on him like that. Well, and, you know, we were fine with him calling out Big Ben, right? We didn't have a problem with that just because of the situation, yeah. right? And then, you know, he signed with the Raiders. We were pumped, you know, about that. We were pumped that he was on the Raiders. And... We mentioned last week, you know, he documents dang near every second of his life on social media. And we were even okay with that because it's entertaining. It's hilarious. You know, it's playful. But then you go and call out your boy, Juju, former teammate, your brother. You know, you're beefing with him, right? You've gone too far at that point. Like, that makes me all the way question AB's character. Especially with, you know, in the way that he, he did it. Because, as you said, you know, the Steeler fan had posted 2018 Steelers MVP. But, but let's give, like, the people kind of the backstory. He had tweeted earlier that day, A.B., keep your emotions off the Internet, right? And everybody's laughing like, you know, bruh, you always, you know, have your emotions yeah. on the Internet. Like, people were roasting him like, you're yeah. one to talk. Hey, pop, meat, kettle, etc. And then when the fan had posted that about Juju, he obviously felt some type of way, right? Yeah. But as a professional athlete, you know, especially when you leave a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers that has a ridiculous fan base, people are going to troll you. The thing that makes me sad is like this was supposed to be your brother. Yeah. Why did you even why did you have to do that? Yeah. And he replied, okay, for the fans who don't know that, exactly this. Juju fumbled the whole postseason away in the biggest game of the year. And, of course, he was referring to the Saints game in Week 16. And then he added, uh, what was it? Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous, not enough reality these days, which is so whatever. Anyways, I don't even get some of the stuff he says. Then Juju tweeted, keep your emotions off the Internet, mocking Antonio (laughs) Brown, the exact same thing. And so I know you've seen some of it, but I'm sure you don't know kind of maybe the um, order that it happened um, because I know you're not a a social media guy. And then um, Juju went on to tweet again, crazy how big that ego got to be to take shots at people who show you love, shaking my head. All I ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got to the league, I was genuinely happy for him, too, when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract. And now he takes shots at me on social media. And then he also posted a Mark Twain quote that said, never argue with the fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. I understand what he's saying. I could I know that he kept going and going and going because he was upset. He could have actually just said, keep your emotions off the Internet and then just like left it at that. Yeah. And then he actually made a valid point about, you know, like, I love this man and I showed him like only love and respect. How is he taking shots at me on on social media? This is stupid. Uh, So then why the heck did 
Antonio Brown go and post a direct message from Juju when he was uh, at USC and reaching out to AB for wide receiver tips. So this is a college athlete seeking advice from a pro. Yeah. What did AB think that would accomplish? Was he trying to have him look bad? Because it made Juju look even better. Everybody came out like hashtag Team Juju. You know what I'm saying? You had guys like Eric Weddle and Justin Reed and all these other players calling him a clown. But you had guys calling him out. So many people were upset and basically thought differently of AB uh, after this. And Le'Veon Bell even kind of responded, I guess, in a uh, kind of in an indirect way. Um, He posted a screenshot from a text that he got from uh, James Conner, okay? And he said, I usually don't post private conversations, but this text just hit me so differently. I love you to death, bro. And it was from James Conner, the running back from the Steelers. And James texted him, what's up, bro? Just reaching out. Social media got dudes acting crazy. And it got me thinking you was always a real one. Never talked bad about nobody and was always solid. I appreciate that. Congrats on the new deal. You weathered the storm and came out stronger. Like you always say, all positive vibes. And that's funny because you see what he said? Social media got dudes acting crazy. He literally texts Le'Veon after this AB juju drama. You know what I'm saying? So social media do got people acting crazy. Whatever. Anyways, so everyone is like, like Antonio Brown, what the hell are you thinking? Like, nobody was on Antonio Brown's side at this point. We were all on AB's side, right, before this happened. Like, you either have to be having a mental breakdown, like super insecure, insensitive, bipolar, I have no idea, all of the above. <laughs> so this is, this is my thing. And number one, I mean, I hate that he's, you know, going at Juju like that. Because like you said, Juju, like he said, all he did was show love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like AB should be taking shots at Juju like that. But I've seen things like this happen before, but people just not post it on social media. And I'm going to come out a little bit and kind of say what I think AB is, is trying to say. He's just saying it in the wrong way. So I think that he is upset that Juju got, the team MVP. And like I tell people all the time, respect in the National Football League from your peers, in my humble opinion, is bigger than any money to me. That's just my humble opinion. So when your peers vote Juju, the team MVP, and you're sitting over there like, man, I'm getting all these double teams. This dude over there getting all these one-on-ones. I still got a hundred touchdowns and a million yards. How is this dude MVP over me? Mm-hmm. Which is a which is a valid argument to have. But at the end of the day, it's your teammate. And if you feel like that, like you said in your very first tweet, keep your emotions off the internet. Because now you've got yourself out there looking bad off the tweet and everybody on Juju's side when you could have just kept this up. And if you felt that way, like I said before, you let your play speak for itself, and you always do. So don't even get on these Twitter rants and Instagram rants because, man, what you do on the football field speaks so loud. 
So, like, them giving him the MVP, that's fine. That's fine. You are still doing work. You know what I mean? But you could tell he's heard about that. And that's fine. You could say, check the numbers or whatever, like, or say, I disagree. But don't call out someone personally. Exactly. Exactly. And then, not only did you call him out personally, you mentioned something that was a, a sore subject. Like, yeah. he knows he fumbled in that game and it cost them the game against the Saints. Yeah, and 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 and, and that's what you don't do to a teammate. You know what I mean? Because we all know. And I've been Juju. Playing the Chicago Bears, I, I fumbled the ball. Brian Erlacher hit that thing smooth out my hand. Fumble, we lose the game. Like, I've been there. And if one of my teammates would have came out and said, oh, man, James Jones, man, blah, 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 he fumbled, he cost us the season, I'm hurt. Number one, I'm hurt. Number two, I'm probably pulling up on you. Yeah. Like, cause you could have you could have called me and told me that, bro. You now you yeah. just disrespecting me, you know, all on Instagram and all that, man. Just because of something that someone else posted posted about me being MVP. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I love AB, but this right here, man, you shouldn't be doing that to Juju. No, it sucks because we definitely want him to be successful, and we were like having his back yeah. and defending him uh, the last couple of weeks when you know a lot of people were kind of talking trash about him, even when he was calling out you know, Big Ben, and we had his back, right? The thing that makes me, I I, honestly, I just can't even wrap my mind around this. So he does all of this talking trash, going at trolls, going at Juju, et cetera, right? And then he posts, let me look at his tweet. Okay, not giving you media fakes, no more ammo. Enjoy my name, AB. I'm in Cali living, ready to ball, no nonsense. You trollers troll, too good to worry. But that's all you've been doing is worried, worrying about what people say about you. You know what I'm saying? And then the funny thing is, James, I actually told you already, uh, but, you know, we're going to keep it 100. It's cool. Uh, AB unfollowed me on Twitter uh, this past week because I had, I guess, tweeted. What did I tweet? I tweeted two things. One, I said, somebody take this man's phone. But I didn't say, like, AB, but clearly we could either be talking about AB or the president of the United States. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess he understood it was him. And I did, I think, maybe retweet something that I think something Juju said. And I said, welcome to the soap opera. I think that was what I said. But I didn't have an opinion and say team Juju, team AB. But like my point is he is super sensitive because for him to literally not only did he unfollow me, something that he had retweeted that I post, he untweeted it. And then I was talking to a couple Raiders People, I'm not going to say exactly who they are, but let's just say people close to the situation, people in the Raiders organization, and they all have said, you know, this is embarrassing. They think this is embarrassing. It's making, you know, the entire Raiders organization look bad. Um, and then I was telling one person, man, Derek Carr needs to talk to him or something. And and he told me, you know, he has, but he's not listening. And Derek, being the guy he is, you know, he's taking the love approach with AB right now, given, you know, his past as well, and just given who Derek Carr is. Um, but in my opinion, John Gruden needs to step in, you know, and say something like, bro, we we can't tolerate this drama and this yeah, negative number attention. One, number one, yeah. and it's crazy because, I mean, all that sounds good, but number one, when you're talking about guys in the National Football League, they're their own men. I mean, that's true. And they're going to say whatever they want to say, especially guys that, you know, are big names in this league and, you know, making a lot of money. Like, they're going to say whatever they want to say. I just think the main message to AP, and if he does listen to our podcast, 
I'm going to take the Derek Carr approach too. AB, I love you. I want you to have 1 million yards and 100,000 100, catches. But AB, listen to me. You're a Raider now, brother. So anything that's going on in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. let that go on in Pittsburgh. Like, your numbers and everything you did in Pittsburgh speaks for itself. So if they saying that, you know, James Washington was the MVP last year, man, you let it go through one ear and out the other and just have believe in what you did and stand on what you did in the season you had and know what you did to help that team win ball games. But listen, now it's over. Yeah, Anything sure. that goes on in Pittsburgh, I would not even comment on. I would not even worry about. And I would just worry about my teammates and my fans and my family out here in Oakland. Facts. We want him to have a million yards, like you just said. <laughs> it's obviously That's impossible. It. But shoot, get a little 2,000-yard season, no big deal. You know what I'm saying? 15 yeah. touchdowns, That's you know, you good. But we want him to prove people wrong because people were like, I can't believe the Raiders, you know, Absolutely. traded for him. Like, well, Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm still on this side. I still want him to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, I still believe it's a great trade and all that type of stuff. But, listen, you're a Raider now, yeah. man. Just – with all that stuff going on over there. The the entire situation just makes me sad because you don't want to see yeah. other people and other athletes tear each other down. Like, no one ever wants to see that, yeah. especially, you know, minority athletes. Come on. They already have these unfair, you know, stereotypes around them, which we could obviously um, do an entire podcast uh, on that. But don't add fuel to the fire. Lift each other up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't tear each other down. Absolutely. And me and you had AB's back. You know what I'm saying? We've been had AB's back, and I still do. I'm, I'm just saying we got to keep it 300. You know what I'm saying with him? We can't sugarcoat anything. You know, we didn't agree with his approach to this, but doesn't mean we don't have his back, I guess you would say, or, you know, we still want him to succeed. Absolutely. So I hope it's positivity from here on out. I am just a little salty because AB didn't follow me. I did look. He still follows you, damn it. Oh, okay? don't, feel, don't feel bad. Remember when I was on NFL Network and I took AB's side talking about Big Ben. Big Ben blocked me, and the funny thing about it is I wasn't even following Hold on. He blocked you on Twitter? <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter, and I wasn't even following him. You know what's so funny? That just means that athletes, like, listen and care. But I'm like, okay. Like, why would you even block somebody if they ain't even following you already? But I guess he's tired of people, like, retweeting and then tagging him or whatever. So he's like, look, anything that J.J. tweeted or whatever, or anything tweeted about J.J., he's blocked. But I'm like, shoot, I don't, obviously I don't care nothing about you if I ain't following you anymore. Exactly. That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God, I just, like, choked on something. But <clears throat> um, what was I going to say? So... He still follows you. He doesn't follow me. So we still have a 50% chance of him coming on this podcast. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, really 50% because if I reach out to him and then maybe he might come on. But I just tell him that's a week I'm going to do it by myself. You ain't got to worry hey! about him being on. <laughs> no, you actually have to vouch for me. Like, that's my girl. Because like, honestly, like, I'm one of those media members. And you knew, like, you even know this even when you were with the Raiders. I don't want to cover, like, drama Unfortunately, at that time when you were with the Raiders, there was drama, you know, because Dennis Allen was about to get fired. Okay, yeah, we're not, yeah, no, we're not okay, even we're not talking about that. that but I'm just saying, like, you know, me as a media member, I'm not one of those people who wants to break a story and have drama and controversy. And do you uh, know what I'm saying? No, I just no want to like cover games because yeah. I love football. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so uh, you got to let him know I'm one of the good ones, yo. I'm one of the good ones. Uh, uh, but <clears throat> AB was not the only guy making headlines and not the only friend of yours making headlines. 
Yeah. Plenty of NFL drama to go around this past week. And the other big news, of course, your guy, your good friend, your former teammate, the guy that you call the GOAT, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Rod. Man, it was really, you know, Aaron, Mike McCarthy, and the entire Packers organization. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. Stay where you are. As we all know, life can be stressful. And I'm stressed right now because it's tax season and I owe Uncle Sam some money. But getting life insurance shouldn't be. And that's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. Sounds pretty good so far, right? At GetEthos.com, there's no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives, and it only takes 10 minutes to apply. And you can rest assured knowing you've taken the steps to protect your family. And in most cases with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Probably less than a cup of coffee. Starbucks, man? like five dollars six dollars a pop these days anyways having life insurance can free you from stress getting life insurance shouldn't cause it discover just how uncomplicated life insurance can be at ethos get your free instant quote and submit your application in minutes just go to getethos.com. that's e-t-h-o-s getethos.com. All right, we are back, and let's get back to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Mike McCarthy, et cetera. Um, And for those who don't know, there was a Bleacher Report article that came out, of course, the day that our podcast was released, so we couldn't even talk about it then last week. But the title was, you know, What Happened in Green Bay? Basically, trying to get to the bottom of why Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl together. You know, what caused the fallout? And some of the claims, I'll just mention a, a few of them. They try to say Aaron hated Mike since the Packers hired him. Aaron was mad that when Mike McCarthy was the OC of the 49ers and they drafted Alex Smith over him, uh, and that he had to wait, you know, four and a half hours in the green room when he uh, to get selected. Uh, and he will always remember that. He had a chip on his shoulder, et cetera. Another was, you know, Rodgers thought that Mike had a low football IQ. In fact, the lowest IQ of any head coach, um, which caused Rodgers to, you know, go off script a lot and change a lot of plays in the huddle, which then, of course, caused Mike to get upset. And then there was claims that Mike stopped caring and that Mike McCarthy would skip meetings and get massages during the meetings uh, in his office. And then, of course, there were players calling, uh, you know, Aaron, as we know, self-entitled, arrogant, a bad teammate. Uh, sensitive, etc. Those players were Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings. And then uh, one teammate said that was unnamed uh, that the title of the article should be How Egos Took Down the Packers. Yeah. All right. So you played in Green Bay for, what, eight seasons? Yep. Um, you knew what was going down yep. there, unless you didn't know. But, hello, you played there for eight seasons. You were close with Aaron Rodgers. You were close to Jermichael Finley. You were close with Greg Jennings and Mike McCarthy, et cetera. Does this Bleacher Report article hold any water? Well, number one, I mean, I talked about this on uh, NFL Network a little bit. But and you, as you can see, I'm talking real calm because it's crazy to me. <laughs> but 
Number one, I think this article, and I read the whole article, and I hate even reading articles, but I read the whole article. And and to me, it's just like, number one, it's a bunch of people's opinions. Yeah. And everybody has different opinions. Yeah. But from me being inside, and I'm just going off of me knowing these guys. Number one, I'm going to start with Coach Mike McCarthy. When I was in Green Bay, I had a schedule that I stuck with for eight seasons. And that was, you go to work at six in the morning, you get off at practice, I'm out of the building at five o'clock. I would go home, chill with the family a little bit. I would come back to the building at eight o'clock. I would get in the steam room, the ice tub, all that, try to take care of my body. I'd probably leave the building at probably 10 o'clock. And this, I would do this Monday through Friday. Mm When I'm walking out of the building at 10 o'clock, so is Coach Mike. So can't anyone tell me, not in no article, not in nothing, about Coach Mike McCarthy because I know how hard Coach Mike McCarthy worked. Mm -hmm. And I know how bad Coach Mike wanted to win. And I know what it meant to Coach Mike. Like, that's all he cared about. Any team meeting he came into, all he talked about was – we're only defined by how many games we win and Super Bowls we win. It don't matter about how much money we make, how big our contract we make. That's not what they're going to talk about when we're done. They're going to talk about, did we get the job done? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he will always be the first one to take the blame if the job didn't get mm-hmm. done. And that was Coach Mike. And I love playing for Coach Mike. I wish they would have never fired Coach Mike. And even when I speak about Aaron Rodgers and Coach Mike's relationship, I always tell people it's like a marriage. Yep. You can't tell me you're going to be together with somebody for 13 years and you're not going to fight. Mm, facts. Facts. <laughs> you, 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 can't, you can't tell me. So that's how it was. But at the end of the day, they loved each other. If Aaron was going to do something, you better believe if he's fighting with his wife, and that's Coach Mike McCarthy at this point, you better believe he's going to call and see if he's home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's two dudes that's trying to win, that's super competitive, and you're going to bump heads sometimes. You've been together for so long. But one thing I want to say, and like I said, I'm going to keep on going. You probably ain't going to be able to respond to this, Fallon. But one thing I want to say is Coach Mike McCarthy came in the team meeting, and this was year three of Coach Mike McCarthy being in, in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And he said, the ball, this is out of his mouth, the ball is in your hands, number 12. You control this offense. You have the ability to get in and out of every play you want to. This was in front of 105 people in training camp in the team meeting The ball is in your hand. So he gave Aaron Rodgers the freedom. Mm. Now, it has been some times where, you know, Aaron Rodgers will come in and, like you say, if you're a guy that's been there for one or two years, you're like, dang, you coming from a quarterback that ain't that good, that don't change no plays in the hood. You're like, dang, he ain't even listening to coach. Yeah. No, <laughs> coach gave him the freedom <laughs> to do that the freedom to change plays because this kid is special. Now just shut up in this huddle and listen to the play because he's going to get you in the right play. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And as for Aaron, I'm going to speak for Aaron. So it's crazy because I sat down with Aaron Rodgers on Friday um, and we had lunch out here in Scottsdale. Ooh, nice. You know, and we were just talking about the article. We were just talking about life and all that type of stuff. And as I'm sitting across talking, talking to him, he's hurt. 
my dude, twelve, my dude, Aaron Rodgers. He, he, I could tell he was hurt, and he's hurt from the comments that his own teammates were saying that was in the locker room with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because number one, when you're in the locker room, it's a bond you have, man. It's a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like what stays and what happens in That's the locker room. That's what I was gonna room. say. There's like an unspoken rule. You literally just like violated yeah, the code. Yeah, stays stays in the locker room. Yeah. And my thing is, is like I was telling him at lunch, and like I said on NFL Network. If there's a problem, instead of putting it in the media, you can easily call Aaron and talk to him. Okay, J. Mike, if you feel like he wasn't a leader, call him and tell him, Toyle, look, man, you're the leader of this ball club. You need to get up and say something if that's the way you felt. But as I'm sitting down Greg Jennings, though, said that he tried to reach out to, to Aaron. Yeah, but my thing is, is I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Meek Mill. You know, Meek Mill said something that always always stuck with me. He said, people burn bridges and expect you to send a yacht. Oh, that's the A. That's right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you don't burn bridges. You don't dog me. You don't talk bad about me. And then all of a sudden you call me and you want me to just pick up and say, what up, Greg? It's all good. Yeah, exactly. No, I know, man. I'll, I'll speak on it and I'll talk to you when I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, you did this and left to talk bad about me. I ain't never said nothing bad about you. But I want to but I want to say this, man, and it's crazy because when I was talking to Aaron, I didn't, I didn't even know this. But he was like, J.J., and it's all starting to make sense now because our coach used to tell us, you know, because Jay Mike was struggling with the offense a little bit. So our coach used to tell us, listen, if Jay Mike is on your side, if Aaron gives a signal over there, if Aaron changes a play, you make sure before you know you do your job, you give Jay Mike a signal. And we looking like, oh, sure, we can't be worried about all that, man. I got Charles Woodson lined up across from me. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to read the coverage. And then I got to tell J. Mike to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, man, that's a lot. But I did not know Aaron will stay up late at night at the hotel, go to J. Mike's room, make sure he knew his assignment. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Then when J. Mike got hurt, and messed his neck up when he woke up. Who's looking down at him on the hospital bed? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, wow. Is at the hospital. So, like, 12 is saying, like, where, what happened in there when that makes you say that I wasn't a good leader or a good teammate? Mm. I always was there for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when you retired and you left, Jay, you know, A-Rod will reach out to him. So, so he, was, he, he, he was just hurt, man. So I'm glad he – out and he defended himself yeah. and he told people really what was real and I love that he gave Coach Mike the respect that Coach Mike should have got and it was absolutely true because he told everybody we should be celebrating Coach Mike yep. because Coach Mike did a lot of great things here in Green Bay got a street named after him eight straight playoff appearances, a Super Bowl win. I mean, nobody has had a longer tender there than Curly Lambeau. And it's a statue of Curly Lambeau in the front of the Dane Stadium. So Coach Mike has accomplished a lot, and we need to respect Coach Mike, and we need to celebrate Coach Mike, man. Coach Mike was a heck of a coach, but when you went somebody for 13 seasons, you automatically going to have disagreements. And we all know when you're not winning – 
it comes back to the coach and then directly to the quarterback. Yeah, and then Aaron had said regarding Coach Mike, you know, if I really disliked him, why would I resign knowing that if I play and we do what we do around here, you know, we made the playoffs eight straight years and then I got hurt and we missed the playoffs, it's going to be me and Mike my entire career. So if I really disliked him that much, do you think I'd resign? Is the money that important to me? I'll tell you, it's not. Quality of life is important. I like that he kind of said that, right? Because it does make sense. And then back to, you know, Greg Jennings and and, uh, Jermichael Finley, he said this was a smear attack about the writer, first of all. This is a smear attack by a writer looking to advance his career, talking with mostly irrelevant, bitter players who have an agenda, whether they're advancing their own careers or just trying to stir up stuff. And he said, it bothers me that every time there's an article, it's the same two people. And... If it's not an article about me, do you ever hear their names anywhere else? At what point do you move on? You talk about me being sensitive and petty. At what point do you move on and stop telling the same stories? So that was obviously to uh, your two former teammates, Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings. And I heard Greg Jennings on. And I think that's. I heard Greg Jennings on on the herd. And so Greg Jennings was your boy. That is. He's still my dog. That's what I'm Greg saying. So what do you feel like? I mean, obviously you're super close with, with Greg. You're close with Aaron. How do you feel kind of being, I know you're not technically in the middle of it, but you're kind of in the middle of it because you got to talk about it. And when you see these people, you know, you have this fallout between two of your friends um, and former teammates and, and two guys you won, you know, Super Bowls with. What, what is it like? You know, which side are you on? I'm on the right or wrong side. That's what side I'm on. It ain't Aaron Rodgers or, or Greg Jennings. I'm, no, I'm on the right or wrong. And if we were sitting at the table with us three, I would say, Greg, you wrong. You wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if there's anything or any situation that you felt upset or mad at or, you know, you felt like A-Rod, you know, did this, did that, call him. Like, like he said on the herd, when I was in Green Bay and all that touch up, me and Aaron had that relationship. Mm. So if you felt like Aaron Rodgers, if you didn't get Aaron Rodgers' joke when he told Carlos Rodgers, hey, man, you guys come get him next year, call him and tell him, bro, that, hey, that ain't cool, man. Like, do you, do you want me to leave? Do you not want me to hear? And then Aaron could have been like, bro. I love you, dog. Like, we look at what we do on the football field. Like, man, I was joking. Like, we cool. And then you guys could have talked it out. But you don't go to the media and say all this stuff to the media. So I would tell G, you're wrong, bro. And number one, I'm not saying you're wrong on how you felt. I'm saying you're wrong off of taking it to the media and having everybody in the media think like Aaron Rodgers is such a bad guy when he's not. You know what I'm saying? And you two could have hashed that out and talked and had a conversation. You know, I love Greg. I love Aaron. But that's how I would have handled the situation. Man, the moral of this entire podcast, can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? What's up with all this hate, this pettiness? God. I just, I just, I can't, I can't stand it. I don't like to talk negative about, you know, other players, et cetera. You don't want to be here talking about your former teammates. You know what I'm saying? It's probably no, exhausting. It is. Stop tearing each other down. There's so many bad things going on in this world right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's not be part of that. <laughs> let's uplift each other. Absolutely. Let's have fun. You play football, you know, let me cover football, talk about football. Let's just be positive. Positive vibes, you know what I'm saying? Positive vibes only. 
That's it. All right, so let's just leave it at that. Uh, And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next week, I'm Fallon. He's James. We out. Peace.